Video Game Pulse. Episode I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dak Katakito. And Supervision's back to long distance. Hey, well, at least you're here. Yes, Kaz is here. Uh, no longer in the US, though. Yep. Which sucks balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, uh, you want to talk about that first and foremost? I guess so. Yeah, so how was your trip, Kaz? I miss being over there. <laughs> and we certainly miss having you. I miss being over there more than the last two times I've visited. Yeah, this was a good trip. Except for the fact that I was working so fucking much, but I couldn't do anything about it. Which sucked. Yeah, you still first 90 days. You, gotta, you first still have to hang days. around in the morning. It's true. We did manage to squeeze a lot of stuff in in the mornings. Yeah. Bowling, breakfast. We need to go bowling more often. We do. It was so much fun. It was fun. I know, that's one thing we never think to do, but yeah, it's, it's not that expensive, and it's, it's really right not, in town. Yeah, it's, it's, there's several bowling alleys. And that is a good bowling alley. Within, yeah, yeah, there's several within near vicinity of us, too. Mm-hmm. And then I, I even got looking at buying my own bowling ball, and I'm like, they're not, some of them can be expensive, but some of them aren't that terribly expensive. You know, expensive. to be fair, those over there were really damned cheap. Yeah. I was expecting it to be way more, but mm. I don't yeah, know if would... I would get something like that. Yeah, that would be cool. At least at that point, we'd know that we would have, you know, the appropriate finger holes. That's the biggest key of That's all else. When you go bowling is the finger size placement is that makes bigger difference than mm-hmm. the weight is the thing, but it's finger placement and the comfort when you're holding it. Yeah, because uh, I like to have the uh, the lighter ones. But the thing with the lighter ones is that the holes are super tiny. <laughs> They're for like nine year olds or something. I know. It's... And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> My problem is, is I have the the actual finger spread of a child, but I have the hand, the finger width of an adult. Yeah. So trying to get a bowling ball that I can comfortably hold while not getting my fingers stuck is nigh impossible for me. Yeah. The thing with me, though, is that my fingers are pretty sausage especially <laughs> my thumb. My thumb is definitely very sausage-like, and, like, the only bowling ball that really fit me perfectly was 15 pounds yeah which is on the heavier side i could have probably made it work but i i'm not mm. exactly thrilled by making something that heavy yeah because that's the thing with me as well is that my hands really aren't that you know my fingers are not that thick but even still like finding anything below you know 10 or 12 pounds that fit me was a challenge yeah, I ended up switching to a 10-pounder because it was the most comfortable to hold. Yeah, I think I originally picked up a 9-pounder and then I swapped over to That's the 10. That's what I did. Yeah, the same 10 that I found for our mother. Yeah, we all ended up using the same 10-pound red ball. 
It, the finger and sizes were just right. Ten pound orange ball with small finger holes. Yeah, because the nine pounds were. Uh, I could make them work, but they were still a little on the tight side. Yeah, so yeah. The, that was fun. It's, again, it's another fun. one of those things that we never think to do. I know, I know. It's so good, though. And when you add my mother and your auntie into the mix, that was just hilarious. Oh my god, our aunt is so funny. Remember, though, who was in the No Bumper Club? <laughs> you know, you might as well stop showing off with that one, because I'd have still thrashed you. Yeah, okay. Next time we do bowling, no bumpers allowed, and let's see who thrashes who. <laughs> So in short, get practicing at my local bowling alley between now and then so I can get a harder throw. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing with me, though, is that you beat me by all of maybe 20 points and I didn't have bumpers. So I almost <laughs> more guarantee, than that, actually. I can guarantee you if you didn't have bumpers on, that that would be a totally different story. Uh-huh. Or I could just grab hold of you right as you're launching the ball and make you throw it across the other line. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I remember I only had two legit gutter balls. One was down at the pins and one was mid-course. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was mean. Right as you're about to hit the pins, it went off. I yeah. know, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it had a hard curve and a hard late curve, and it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Trolled hard. But like I said, it's something we never think to do. But it's, I know, it's so good, it's though. A lot we of need fun. to do that more often. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. What else did we do? Uh, went out to eat a whole bunch. Yeah, a lot of fast food. I was gonna say, food. we ate a lot of food. Yeah, I, uh, I probably went out to dinner on that first, uh, weekday. I think it was that Monday. Was it? I forget Monday what day or it was. Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, I one believe of the first it was, it was the Monday, because we got there the Saturday. Yeah, so And the Sunday we had... Your mum brought food round on the Sunday because we had the cheeseburger soup. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, it was that. And Monday if you remember there. the Saturday, we were supposed to have pizza, but you guys did. But I was ill, mm-hmm. and mum wasn't so well either after traveling. Yeah, I took everyone out to a uh, Texas Roadhouse. Which how was that, Cas? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, the other place out back, that buffalo chicken burger I had was divine. Yeah, we uh, went to a bunch of different places, went out to dinner a bunch, went out to breakfast a bunch, and then I took, on the last day, I took everyone out to lunch at Olive Garden, which was really nice. Yeah, which was shockingly expensive. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was a bit of a hit, but it, it's fine. It was worth it. I don't think anyone was expecting it to be that expensive. Oh, God, yeah. I was. But it was good food, though. It was, it was really good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those two were eating Alfredo, and because I was traveling, I couldn't. And they were winding me up about it all day. It was yeah. really good. It was really nice. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't have anything like that if I'm going to be traveling because my liver flares up like hell. <laughs> yep. Okay, but the more important question, though, is do you miss the kittens? Like I said earlier, I miss you more than the cats. <laughs> <laughs> but you love our kittens. Yeah, Marie talked to me. She did. Oh, yeah, she yeah. like immediately was like, "Yep, you're cool." <laughs> and then yeah, uh, I was actually very surprised that Marie talked to me in the way she she does to uh, Mel. Yeah, the uh, you couldn't believe the size of Midnight when you saw him. Yeah. Oh, and on a random note, there. Speaking of cats, you know what I said? Mine felt very light because he's uh-huh. not been eating everyone's food. Yeah. 
He's lost over a pound. Nice. You know, Mr. Fat-Ass Black Cat. <laughs> Dylan. He has lost 1.1 pounds in weight in two weeks. Because mm. he's not been eating Daisy's food. Well, he's not had as much to eat. And he's not been eating Crystal's food. So that's wonderful. I can actually pick him up without killing myself now. <laughs> and yesterday he also had his jabs. Nice. Nice. And Crystal cost us £110 in vet bills yesterday as well. Sounds like fun. Yeah, she had to have a blood test done. <laughs> nice. Because she the... spent two days not eating or drinking anything. Yeah. So, blood tests were done to check her kidneys and her other organs with her being, you know, a flat-faced Persian breed. Mm. Definitely. That are prone to, they're prone to kidney issues of Persians. Yep. The, uh, when you were here, though, Midnight was acting like a scaredy cat, even though he was the biggest one. Oh, my God. Then, then he came out of his shell. He came out. And then Safi was curious at first, but then ran away. And then in the last few days started playing fetch with me. Yeah, she's a good girl. She's very yeah. wary of people, but she is a good girl. And you, oh, you forgot to give the kitten a hug, though. <laughs> I was not hugging Fortune. I'm not going to lose my face. <laughs> you gotta the live dangerously, though. Me- the fact that she let me pet her is enough for me. Yeah, you gotta be kind of uh, wary with fortune. She You've gotta be, be ready bit... to jump. She, uh, she can be a bit of a martyr, to be, <laughs> to put it lightly. You've gotta be ready to jump back from her. Yeah, you, whenever you're going for a pet, you gotta be, you gotta be at a right angle to pull away hard. Yep. <laughs> Though with me and Mum, she didn't really go for us. She just gives a little growl to say I've had enough. You know, instead of actually swiping us. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, Crystal's going to cost us more money yet, because she... you know what she's been prescribed? Hmm. Antidepressants. Oh. Antidepressants. Because this vet, I've never seen her before at our place. She was really on point. I was actually impressed, because I think she's a trainee vet. And she actually even checked up for bladder crystals, which in female cats, they generally don't even think of that. Yeah. But she thinks it's purely down to stress, you know, they're being disrupted so much in the last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those antidepressants will calm her down and also stimulate her appetite should she start again. Yeah, that's really good. So, yeah. My cat will now be on antidepressants. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Human ones at that. As you do. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's much else for the visit, though. I mean, we didn't do as much as we wanted to, but... It was I think around with you a lot. Yeah. The uh, we got to ride on the little mini trains, which was fun. Yeah, there's a it's a private club up in here uh, where we live that uh, has a, it's still a model trains, but they're large enough to ride on. Yes. And they're uh, I forget what the scale and gauge is. It's I don't know the track is what would you say a little over a foot wide? Probably yeah about that. I, I again I don't understand I don't know the the scale and the gauge of it but it is they're expensive though too. They are real expensive but that was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was that something was else. Awesome. Yeah. The uh and I again uh not much else was going on. Again you were working but then again it was more important for you to keep working. Yeah. Yeah. 
The, Most uh... of the time it was me and you hanging about playing Valkyria. <laughs> yes, we'll get yeah. to that in a, a little bit later. Yeah, as far as, uh, it's actually a good segue, you know, as far as working goes, you're back to work now. Like, yes. How's that been going? Oh, the circus. It's amazing. So <laughs> last, I think it was, I forget when specifically, I um, I heard, uh, I, I forgot, I, I was like, all right, yeah, the staffing call for next week will be up, whatever. I call in, and or, you know, I call the staffing line. It's an automated, you know, voice message thing, and it says that, uh, yeah, double overtime is on, and it's like... <laughs> Yay! And I'm like, okay, great. I go in on Saturday, and it's like, there's nothing to do. Everything is mostly caught up and clean. And I'm like, what in the world is going? All and then all of a sudden, Sunday night, it's like, the sky is falling. Oh my god! Oh my god! There are execs coming in. Uh, you know, the some super headquarters from HQ are coming in, and they uh, they're for an, for not for a meeting for an inspection <laughs> oh jesus and uh so then of course since they've known that this has been coming for several weeks now we did everything in the last 12 hours to get ready for the visit so of course the of sky course. was falling everything needs to be cleaned everything needs to be perfect let's not do this you know in the weeks leading up to it or you know across you know the last couple of days before the visit no we got to do it in the last 12 hours before they show up yep so that was out of control, and then Monday we came in, didn't hear anything about the visit. I asked one of the uh, the supervisors about it, and he was like, he gives me a big sigh and goes, well, from a housekeeping perspective, we were great. <laughs> and uh, the walk went pretty good, too, and uh, I didn't see the meeting, so I didn't join, I didn't, you know, I wasn't in on the meeting that happened afterwards, so I don't know how that went, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Oh, God. Between that and how they didn't mention it at startup at all, I got a feeling they got their asses chewed. I'm the building sure. I work at is over budget to the tune of the the number that I keep hearing a lot of people kick around is 1.7 million with the busiest three months of the year still to come. So, yeah. <laughs> I imagine that was an interesting conversation they had. Oh, I'm sure. So, speaking of which, double overtime. I had my first, my actual physical scheduled day is was last night, yesterday, and uh, my... Uh, Double day is tomorrow, Friday, and uh, so I come in. They didn't approve, you know the, you know the the NSOT for staffing call for not to come in for overtime. I show up there and there's nothing to do, and it's like, error, you know, it it just mm, what's going on? They had you know 15 extra people there at the shift, just consolidating freight. For the entire shift, tens of thousands of dollars were spent for people to just move boxes that were already in the system. <laughs> what the hell? And here's the fun part, though. I hope it was worth it to them because I spent about as much time standing around talking as I did move boxes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and you sure absolutely pointless. Yeah, oh, it was horrifically pointless didn't let anybody go home early at all and it's like this is insane and i got more of it tomorrow night too probably because uh i i don't know what the staffing call for tomorrow is yet it hadn't been made earlier when i called a little bit while ago uh it's probably ready by now but we're doing a show now so i'll worry about that after the show mm -hmm. uh wouldn't surprise me though if we're still got to go in tomorrow with a whole lot of nothing to do <laughs> because oh planning ahead is their strong suit Mm -hmm. Said no one ever. <laughs> How's your work? 
Uh, mine's been great so far. We're getting into the fall season now. It's definitely getting busier. Uh, last week, this week, and next week, I'm all I'm on uh, five days each. Uh, last week, I was covering for my supervisor who was working down in Albany. Uh, this week, I was covering for the holiday. You know, they need extra staff on for the holiday this past Monday. And then next week, they just scheduled me for five days, which I'm like, okay. And uh, so I'm doing 34-hour weeks, roughly, because it's four full shift days and then one half shift. Is how they kind of cut it up. Because apparently there's actual limits on how long they can have people working at my job. And apparently, from the way I understand, I've heard uh, some of the supervisors talking about this. Apparently, if certain people, depending on if they're part-time or full-time, if they go over a certain hour mark, the store actually gets fined for it from HQ. So everyone has to make sure they're under a certain number of hours. So I think for full-time it's 40 hours and part-time might be 35. But, uh, but yeah, apparently the store actually gets like some kind of like a fine or a reprimand from HQ if they go, if any one employee goes over that hour mark for the limit. So they're very particular about keeping people just under the limit, which is fine. So it's going to be a, a nice beefy check I got coming well, it's, it's, next which week. Is, which is kind of funny because your your company is like no one allowed over 40 hours. And then my where I've worked, we've been at fifty six plus hours for since maybe July. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. We really need to get you a new job. <laughs> There's nowhere else in this area. The, Not unless uh, you want to win the lottery. But yeah, it is definitely getting busier. Uh, mornings especially are mental. And then during the week, because uh, I normally work one third and I I'm usually on the closing shift. It's very rare that I'll be on the open. But uh, on the closing shift, during the weeknights, it's normally pretty boring and pretty, like, after 6 o'clock, I'm you know happy if I see more than three people walk through the door. But Friday nights, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but Friday especially, oh my god. It all of a sudden becomes a madhouse in there. Like, holy shit. It's to be expected, though. Yeah, it is good, though, because normally for night shifts, you know, the evening shift, uh, closing shift, they have three people on. But because it's starting to get more crazy, especially on Fridays, uh, we've actually been requesting four people on in the evenings. And they've actually started putting four people on in the evenings now. So that's been really nice. It's always helpful. Yeah. But yeah, so work's been going good so far. It is, uh, it's definitely a steep learning curve, but I feel like at this point, after two months, it's, uh, I've got a pretty solid handle on most things. The, uh, right now what I struggle with is remembering all the aisle names, because at this point I know where a lot of things are and I can, like, physically lead people to where things are. But I can't say, you know, oh, such and such a thing is on, you know, B19 down the end on the left or something like that. That takes time. That does take a lot of time. So the only one I know offhand is the one I keep having to direct people to, which is A27, which is where the t-shirts and the fabric dyes are. So, like, that's the only one I've memorized so far. But uh, I can physically lead people to where a lot of items are at this point. 
Or like give like general directions on where things are if they're next to something, you know, some kind of a landmark in the store or something. Be like, okay, you know, go to this car and then you know hook a left here, sort of, sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, it's been it's been good so far. I really like it. And you also now have all this power with this paycheck thing. I know. I should I shouldn't be allowed this power. Now you can it's, buy uh, things. I know it's it's bad. I, I shouldn't be allowed this much power. <laughs> We were actually talking before the show. We were actually asking about the if there was a Mario Party on the Switch. Yeah, I've been thinking about picking it up because I've heard really good things about it so far, and, and I've seen a couple people playing yeah, it. Yeah, the uh, uh, we also just saw uh, the Grumps played Mario Party. I forget which game they played. I forget though. which one it was, but actually, just recently, I don't know if you saw on their timeline, uh, they recently started playing a game of the new one. I nice. haven't seen the episode yet, but I think I have like two or three episodes of that out yet. So I was like, "Oh God, here, here we go again." It's gonna be good. Yeah, I will. I'm thinking about picking it up. I don't know when or if I'm gonna do digital or physical, just because I don't know when I'll be able to get back down to GameStop again, you know, anytime soon. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right. I don't know if there's much else in in tune of uh, side notes. There is from me. Oh yeah, Kaz. <laughs> I got a new phone. Yes, yeah, I saw did. this. I saw it earlier. It's uh, red and shiny. Yeah, it's an iPhone 8. D- does this have a curved screen or no? No. Good. It's okay. a proper screen. Nice. You think I would buy a curved screen? I was, I'm always <laughs> I afraid. like having a phone to hold on to. Because here's the thing. What I'm afraid of is whenever I go to upgrade next is that a lot of the Samsung phones now, all the newer ones, all have the fucking curved screen. <laughs> I know and they I'm do. I'm like, that's so stupid. But anyway, continue. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like curved screens either. Yeah. At all. I still, I still have never owned a phone. It's I like so having a phone with a bezel that I can actually hold on to. It's so freaking funny. A lot of the uh, people at work can't believe that I've never had a cell phone. <laughs> or like I never had a smartphone either. Because they're all like, you know, because I remember the one time I, uh, I think it was one of I brought Kaz over to my workplace uh, we were in line, you know, one of my supervisors had to ring me out because, you know, only a supervisor can ring a team member out and vice versa. And uh, so she looks at me and she goes, do you want me to scan your rewards on your app that I know you have? And I'm just like, Catherine, I don't have a phone. And she was like, you don't? And I was like, I've told you this before. I was like, I've never owned a smartphone. She's like, wow, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. I'm like, I've, I must have mentioned this many a time before to many people. I was like, yeah, I've never owned a smartphone. I look at Cass, and I was like, she can tell you. She was like, yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, wow, one of the last, uh, one of the last ones holding out, are you? I was like, yep. <laughs> it was really funny. You've never needed a smartphone because you've never, never been that far away. Yeah. Or because you also have your laptop. Mm-hmm. Well, with me, I don't have a phone for really talking on the phone. The only person I even text is my mom, but it keeps us in contact, and I play games on the air as well. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I still don't really need one because, A, we're not allowed to carry phones out on the floor, so the most I could do is check it during breaks, which most of the time I'm doing other stuff during breaks anyways. And then, you know, B, if if ever there was an emergency you needed to get a hold of me, you'd have to call the store anyway because you'd have to speak to one of my supervisors for them to, you know, sign me out and let me leave early. So, I mean... Either which way, there'd be no point in me even having one. Yeah, I'd just be sitting in my locker. 
I upgraded because my iPhone SE, the small one, the touchscreen was starting to act up just a little bit. And I was thinking, yeah, they might bring an SE2 out next spring, but I don't think it'll last until then. Mm. <laughs> and I mean, it's a cheap iPhone anyway, the SE. Yeah. Powerful, but cheap. But since the XS and the others have come out, the iPhone 8 from last year has dropped significantly in price. And it's just like, you know what? It's cheaper than I'm paying. I was paying for mine when I first got it. Why not? <laughs> and it's two steps up on the processor as well, so it's running a lot, lot faster than my old one. Not to mention the um, touchscreen is extremely sensitive on this one. Is it? Yeah, I can tell this is a proper spec iPhone and not, you know, one of the cheaper versions. Nice. The home button's going to take some getting used to because it feels totally different to the click on the SE. But so far I like the fact that it it really is not that much bigger, you know, than my old one when you hold it. Mm-hmm. If I got the, the 8 uh, large one, I'd be screwed. <laughs> I would not be able to hold the large <laughs> version of the 8. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is also wireless charging, in it? Mm. So, yeah, it's not my... It's not what I'm used to, because I'm used to having the cheap budget versions of iPhones. Yeah. And now I've got one of the flagships, last year's flagship, and it's like, holy crap, this is so weird. <laughs> I can mm. tell the difference just holding it. Nice. Yeah. Needless to say, it's probably still going to be used for idle games. Of course. Well, at least you like it, especially after spending that kind of money on one. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, it's on contract, so I've only paid one month so far. Yeah. So you got the That's whole the thing, thing on contract? I was already on contract with Tesco with my uh, SIM. All I did was take the phone, pay less for more minutes and texts and more data, believe it or not, and... The phone gets added as an extra contract with on the con- you know on the contract itself. The finance for the phone is separate to the contract for the minutes. Nice. So usually, it works fine. Usually, with a phone like that, even if you are going to subsidize the phone with the plan, you also still have to pay two, three, four hundred dollars on top of. Oh the- hell no! Yeah. I could have chose to put a down payment down. The max you can put down on one of these is hundred and eighty on Tesco Mobile. I did not put any down payment down, and my monthly repayments are still less than what I was paying for the SE when I got it. Nice. That works. Yeah. Yeah, over here, they're really good with that stuff. So I'm quite pleased with that. And the thing is, because I'm on an anytime upgrade contract, I can pay this off whenever I've got the money to pay it. With no extra fee for paying it off early. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, I quite like it. Plus, it's also the limited edition red version, you yeah, know, like, that gives money to charity. Yeah, I like that red version. That's that nice. is really nice. Yeah, I'm going to have to get a case for it, though, because it's got a glass back. Yeah, those do have the glass backs on them. You know, for the wireless charging. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not... If, I can tell that if I drop this even once, it will just go crack. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with a lot of the modern phones, is they crack mm-hmm. very easily. The iPhone SE was based on the iPhone 5, so it had a lot, you know, more metal to it. Yeah. So, uh, you got a new phone, and you miss being over here. Oh, I miss being over there a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, the two of us are working a lot. A lot. So, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I just need to figure out how to get over there now. Yeah, mm, look into it. Yes. Uh, I seriously want to because my health was amazing over there. It is true, yeah. It's all the food. <laughs> no, you know what it is? I was telling your mum and her earlier about this. Over here, the instant we got off the plane in Manchester and out of the airport, all I could smell was pollution. Ah, that would do it. That would do it. Mm-hmm. And we've realised since coming back here, normally we don't notice it because we stay on Quake, on the Route 9, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Right near Quaker. So we don't notice it. But this year, because we stayed down on the Hudson, we've really noticed the pollution in the UK and especially yeah. where we live up here. Yeah, because now you spent two weeks, you know, on a riverside in a forest with actual clean air. Yeah. My and sinuses sounds... even my sinuses were even clearing up there. <laughs> which is a miracle. Mm-hmm. I had no aches and pains except for two very, very wet days. Which wasn't even normal for you guys, because you said that rain was nuts. Oh yeah, we had some impressive rainstorms. That's the only time my joints ached. Even though I was only getting a couple of hours sleep a night, I could still function. Since getting back here, I've had a headache from Sunday, which has only just gone tonight. My nose and sinuses are back to square one. I've had backache. My joints are dislocating more than ever. And basically back to needing duct tape. Because duct tape fixes everything. Yep. But yeah, being over there, it really did clear my head as well, a lot. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I need back over there, so bad. <laughs> You're going to have to win the lottery. Yeah. I'll find someone to marry me. The, uh, I don't know if there is anything else for side notes. I guess I'm you just no, walked I'm, away I'm leaving. from that. I'm, I'm walking away from that. I'm leaving that there. <laughs> Like, no we, acknowledging uh, we are away. now walking away to the news. <laughs> all right, time for some news. Hey. And by some news, I mean there's not much news at all. Over the last two weeks, there's a two or three big stories, but in the scope of things, it's not really all that huge. So we're going to, I seriously, the news is not going to take very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, first up earlier this week, Sony has finally announced that PSN name changes are coming. Uh, but there's going to be some issues and a lot of, uh, technical, you know, wizardry that has to happen in order to make it work. And it's not going to work for everything. Right. And it'll also throw a lot of this name is already being used shit up. Yeah. So they're stepping towards this. Uh, They've been encouraged to do so by everybody. Everybody for the longest time. So they're finally making it. So that's a good step. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One step at a time. Yeah, they seem to be trying to please people a lot at the moment. Yeah. I was just going to say, people are, keep trying to push them into, you know, actually becoming modern, and they are kicking and screaming the entire way, but we are making progress. Mm, yes. Uh, so, it says right here, not all the games will support the name change adjustment. Only games released after April 1st, 2018 are guaranteed to work with the name change. 
Uh, while a selection of other games will to be revealed at later, uh, at later will work with it. Uh, PlayStation has also noted that specifically that not all PS4, PS3, and Vita games and applications will work with this process. Yeah, that whole it might not work, it won't work for games before April 2018. That kind of defeats the purpose of the object. I know, right? Because the PS4 is in its fifth year of life. Mm. Yeah, I, again, it's um. I don't know how it's going to work, and I also, I'm a little baff, like, I don't understand the technical back end of what they have to do in order to make this work, but I don't understand why the back end of their system is so rigid that they can't allow for name changes. I know, oh, that is so I, can, I can understand why it is such a pain in the ass from playing Maple servers. It, being in with the staff on one of them, I've seen how much of a nightmare it actually is to change that stuff. Especially, you know, in-game. Mm. Uh, because it messes with all of your inventory and stuff and what you should own and shouldn't own within certain games. Yeah, I still, like, I know Microsoft has been, you've been able to change your gamer tag this whole time. Yeah. I, I, I But imagine Steam is the same way. Steam is the same way. Even the Switch, you can change your name on, a, on the fly. So, I mean, it's kind of, they're the only ones that, I, the only service that I'm aware of where you can't do this. So, I'm, like I said, I have no idea about the back end. It probably is. It, it will, it will it'll so be probably, bad coding in the back end. It, it's, it's definitely above my knowledge level. Mm-hmm. It just, See, to I'm me, no seems. I'm coder, but I understand bits of stuff. Yeah. But it seems to me as that that would be something that they should have been working towards a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's the thing. Uh, um, just a warning, the breakdancing cat has just entered the room. <laughs> Gotta keep it interesting. Moving on. Keep speaking of interesting. The uh, Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, will uh, be getting its last two episodes finished up by Robert Kirkman's Skybound Studio. This is good. Uh, Robert Kirkman announced that the final episodes of the Telltale's Walking Dead final season will be released via his company Skybound during the Walking Dead panel at New York Comic Con on Saturday. Uh, he's uh, He quoted was saying that we've successfully negotiated with Telltale Games for our company Skybound to come in and see uh, season four of the Telltale game to completion. Uh, he also further went on to say that uh, we can't lose in- Andrew Lincoln and Clementine in the same year. <laughs> I love that. Yep. So that is some good news. That is very good news. I am very pleased by that. Mm. Uh, moving on, we have Microsoft is a trailer that autoplays. I love that. It's awesome. Even though I paused yeah, it. Yeah, I hate those things. Uh, though my favorite ones are the ones that I go through in advance and pause, and then they go ahead and play again when I click on the tab again anyways. And it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> Stop See, playing. this is kind of why I use uBlock, because I turn them off. Mm. Yeah, same. Uh, like I was saying, Microsoft reportedly planning to acquire uh, the uh, developer that many people may have played their games of but don't know them very well. It's Obsidian Entertainment. That's the uh, Fallout New Vegas dev. Oh, really? Because yeah, here's the thing. It says right here to acquire the Pillars of Eternity dev. Obsidian is... Isn't that the uh, Fallout New Vegas? I believe so, I'm, yeah. Unless I'm completely misremembering something, Obsidian is the one that did Fallout New Vegas. Oh, look it up. I mean, I, you have the power I, of tabbage. Well, I, don't I have also the power have of it on Steam right here. Yeah, so according to sources close to Kotaku, mm. uh, yep, 
Fallout New Vegas it is. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Uh, according to sources close to Kotaku, Microsoft's acquisition of Obsidian is 90% complete, with one source saying it's a matter of uh, when, not if. Yeah. Uh, notable yeah. games are Pillars of Eternity, South Park, The Stick of Truth. They did Stick of Truth, really? Apparently. Wow. I did not realize that. I didn't either. KOTOR 2 and uh, Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, I'm slightly worried that Microsoft are acquiring them. Mm. At least well, it's, it's not EA. I was just going to say exactly True. that. You beat me. <laughs> you beat the words out of my mouth. It's, it's not EA, so you know what? Uh, Microsoft's acquisitions are usually safer, um, but the problem is that they don't do anything. That is true, yeah. Note, note rare for the last, like, what? seven years or so mm-hmm. uh, like they only just recently did something with uh, or they're doing something with sea of thieves yeah and before that it was just they had them and they did nothing with them mm-hmm. so but they didn't shut them down that is true so at I the very how least that works for the employees like, i have do they no still idea. get paid even though they're not actively working on stuff well, I, they're probably they working, on stuff. working on other stuff yeah like yeah. i know for a fact rare did the uh remember oh you remember that gambit with avatars on the Xbox console? Not really. You don't even remember the avatars? I remember them. They were stupid. <laughs> okay. Everybody said they were stupid. And guess what? They were stupid. Okay. Nobody really used them. A couple of games utilized them. And it was a waste of time for everyone involved. And that mm-hmm. was one of the things that Rare did for Microsoft. All right. Okay. It's just it, it's such a waste of time. Like, okay, it's it's good for the kids. Great. But that's it. That's, that's the extent of it. There was no reason for it. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all for that. We're motoring through this. Moving on to uh, Nintendo releases a special version of Legend of Zelda for Switch Online. Is that the one that came with the uh, the NES classics sort uh, of thing? I would know less about the Switch Online than you would. Yeah, because I have the, uh, the NES classic collection on there when I got Switch Online. I don't actively remember what specifically is in it. I think there is a Zelda title, but I don't remember which one. Yeah, I can't actually play Splatoon at the minute because I've just remembered I've not even got the online. Yeah, I got it when it you know a couple of days after it came out. You know, after the servers recovered. Okay, so this uh, it's a uh, it's a remixed version of 1986 Legends of Zelda dubbed Legend of Zelda SP. Uh, it's a hacked ROM version of the game that launched one of Nintendo's marquee franchises. Uh, Legend of Zelda SP starts players with every item in the game and 255 rupees. Right. Uh, yeah, you begin with all equipment, including the white sword, the magic shield, the blue ring, even the power bla- bracelet. Uh, yeah. Why? I don't, know what the point, I don't know what the point of that I was is. Saying, there's, so basically, it's just here, have Zelda to, I don't know, explore the maps? Or to just wreck everything? That too? I don't know. I don't know. That's I'll strange. just wander around aimlessly because you've not got anything to actually do. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but that's a thing. That is if apparently a thing. You'll have to is, look uh, into that. If anybody's interested in it, it's a thing. Yeah. It does not say here how much it's selling for, though. Hmm. So, all right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, spoiler alert. This is what qualifies as news in uh, 2018. <laughs> but if anyone was unsure of this possibility, 
Uh, Sony is officially confirmed that they are working on a next-gen console. Was there any doubt? Uh, apparently, someone thought it was the news. And even even more funny than that is the tagline to this uh, article here is, Surprise! And it's like, is it really? Uh, it says right here they won't call it PlayStation 5 right now, but Sony has finally confirmed that, yes, another console is on the way. That's really? kind of how it works. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't mean it's it's it could be it could be the Vita too. I mean, it could be. It could be. I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath for that though. Um, <laughs> I read somewhere else it will actually be a proper home console. Yeah, but again, <laughs> is this anyone's? It will just be called PlayStation. <laughs> It'll just be called PlayStation. Yeah, or no, PlayStation, PlayStation One. X. PlayStation X. No, no, PlayStation One. Just just confuse everyone because. <laughs> It's PlayStation is the one from 95. Yeah. PlayStation 1 is the one that's going to be in 2020. <laughs> Actually, the original was the PSX. Oh, my God. The original big one was actually called the PSX. So they've already used the X. That's amazing. Which is why this one's going to be PS1. PS1. And we've also had a PS1. The PS1, but yeah, but, but spell one out. That's the difference. Yeah, that was the PS1 spelled P-S-O-N-E back in the, you know, the little one they released. Yeah, yeah I know. I think that's the one that you have. I do, yeah. Yeah, uh, I had the brick. It broke. No- <laughs> Yours still works. It does, yeah. I have the, uh, I don't have the brick. I have the smaller, more rounded one that came out later. Yeah, that's the PS1. Yeah, yeah. I had mine a does PSX. still work, it just hasn't been used in a million years. Yeah, the disc spinner broke on mine, which was a common issue. Mm. I remember I got mine at a garage sale <laughs> for like five bucks. It was great. That's probably why yours still works, because you got it second hand and it was probably near new. Probably. <laughs> yeah, but apparently this was news. I threw it in because I'm like, really? Does this need to be discussed? <laughs> Apparently, yes. Like, it would be more news if Sony confirmed that they're not going to make another console. Like, that that would, be, would be news. That yeah. would be news. It must have been a slow day at the office. He just <laughs> needed to get that? something out. Yeah. So, um, I think you know more about this than I do. Uh, I just found out about this. There's a new version of the Nintendo Switch planned for 2019. I heard it's a little a bit about this. Yeah, the uh, so far the only thing I really know about is that they're doing something with the screen, but I don't know specifically what. That is literally all the information there is, that it just improves the screen. Yeah, my, like, honestly, I don't know if this is where this is going, but my guess would be something that would be smart to do is if they reinforce the screen to handle the heat better. But I don't know if or the that's, plastic, uh, yeah. the plastic, the plastic frame, frame that it's that, in, yeah, because that's what's cracking on some mm. people's switches. Yeah. The, oh, the, uh, it warps as well. It doesn't just crack; it warps. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what they're doing with the screen, though. That's all that we. That's all that's come out as far as I'm aware is that they're doing something with the screen to improve it in some capacity. Other than that, and it will not. We'll it will not be a high-end OLED. Yeah. Yeah, that would cost too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's all the information there yeah, is for it. it so. right here, uh, new hardware and software functions and the cost to implement them, including an upgrade to the screen's uh, low-end LCD display. So, yeah, it's going to be an upgraded screen, but that's about all we know so far. So, we'll see. Yep. And uh, the last tab of news that we've got that's uh, <laughs> worth talking about. I heard about this. Is... Uh, 
50 million Facebook accounts compromised by security vulnerability. Again. Well, it so, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, I have got something else just to add in on the end there. Orders for the PS Mini are up. Oh, nice. Oh, cool. Pre-orders yeah. for it. They mm. went up earlier today. Nice. I got an so, email yeah. from Sony. So, yeah, on Tuesday, Facebook discovered a, a security issue affecting almost 50 million accounts. Uh, one that uh, allowed attackers to steal Facebook access tokens and take over innocent people's accounts. You know, things that they should have been preventing the entire time. Yeah. I've not had any messages whatsoever about this from them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you have a Facebook account, you might want to go in and... I don't even know what the uh, if changing your password is going to do anything with this or what the story with it is. I have no it's probably idea. compromised browsers that have been used. I have no clue. That's that's the normal shit. Yeah, but then again, I also don't have a Facebook account, so... I don't. <laughs> I do, because that's where I get all the kit guru tabs from. Nice. Uh, and that is all there is for news. Like I said, the last two weeks has been pretty quiet and f- on the news front. Mm. And, uh... Yeah. So, I, if you two have nothing else for that, we can uh, head off to the first look. What do you, do you have any last news? Nope. Kaz? I'm good. Alrighty then. First look, it will be... Alright, time now for some first look. Hey. Who's been playing video games over the last couple of weeks? Uh, I've actually completed the, well, I should say completed, not 100%, but I did finish uh, Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion earlier. I finished the main campaign, but I still have many levels to do because fuck that DLC is hard. My god. I don't know if I'll ever 100% it because some of the levels are just impossible. You have to get good. I know, it's the, uh, the charger levels are actually impossible for me. It's like you're on a grind rail, you have to shoot balloons with a charger, and if you miss one, you fail. And it's like, well. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably give an update on that sometime, but for now, I believe you have something to talk about. All right. Kaz, have you been playing any video games? Only with you. All right. Has anybody been watching other people play video games? A little bit on and off. Yeah. <laughs> All righty then. Funny enough, uh, Kaz was here last two weeks, and uh, up up until this past week, she went back on last uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, up until then, though, she was watching me play Valkyria Chronicles a whole lot. Yep. And uh, uh, Dark God was as well. So Valkyria Chronicles Four. Hey. Uh, the sequel that we've needed for the longest time, but never got. <laughs> if anyone's been listening to the show for any length of time. Uh, you'll know that while it might not be the highest rated game of all time, uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1 is one of my favorite games of all time. It is. He loves it. Uh, it in my opinion, it is the second best game to ever come out on the PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. uh, right behind The Last of Us. Yes. So that puts it in a pretty high uh, bracket mm-hmm. to try to have a follow-up for, which... <laughs> Sega, you know, it, I've gone over this story ad nauseum. I have YouTube videos out on this subject. The launch for Valkyria Chronicles 1, it was it came out a week after Fallout 3. 
the week of Call of Duty, the week of or week before Call of Duty, and then oh no, it was the week before Call of Duty and the week of Assassin's Creed or something to that effect. Yeah, November two thousand eight, and on a on PS three at the time was you know six hundred dollars a year old. Nobody had the console, uh, you know, not nearly as many people had the console, and it was the busiest time of the year. Uh, so it got buried, and uh, it took several years, including myself, for people to find the game and play it. Uh, which is a shame, but it the sales tanked on it because of that. Valkyria Chronicles two and three were only on the PSP. I almost said PlayStation Vita, but it's not. It was PSP. It's PSP, yeah. Uh, and Valkyria Chronicles three PSP didn't even come out in North America. Yeah, that's a game I've yet to even try out. I tried Valkyria Chronicles two on the Vita because I or not the Vita, excuse me, the PSP because I did have a PSP at the time, and I never was really able to get into it because the it's just a tiny screen and the controls are different and weird and I just it's I couldn't get into it. Hmm. So I'm actually hoping that they re-release 2 and 3 on uh on PS4 or whatever console here That'd at be some nice, point yeah. cuz that would be really nice cuz I would buy those in a heartbeat and actually play those. But over the last several years, you know, we've been seeing signs of life for the Valkyria franchise. They brought it out on Steam. I, I reviewed the, the game on for Steam version, I think, is when I did my first review of that, and even though I already had that version. And then I've also since bought the Valkyria Chronicles remastered for PlayStation 4. I've bought the same game three times. It's that good. It is. It actually is a fantastic game. The uh, So we've been wanting a sequel, a proper sequel, for the longest time, and then that Valkyria Revolution or whatever it was came out. <laughs> and I, I did a review of that, and I gave it a fair chance. And it's not that it's a bad game. It definitely wasn't my genre being more of that uh, – uh, what is that style of uh, – that Jim Sterling loves those, Dynasty Warriors yeah, yeah, style yeah. of uh, fighting games. That uh-huh. I just, I'm not really into that sort of game. But it it was an okay game itself. It's just the story was a bit of a fan fiction. It had nothing to do with Valkyria Chronicles. Yes. And I'm okay with that. It's just it's, it had nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that that was the first thing that they decided to lead with, with mm-hmm. the franchise going. It's yeah. Just, so what you're saying is it wasn't a bad game, but it was a bad Valkyria Chronicles yeah, game. Yeah, very good. Very much so. If, if yeah. people liked the that style of gameplay, it was probably a, a good. Maybe it was terrible. I honestly don't know. It just wasn't my thing, which is kind of a shame because I was curious as to how the story on that would play out, which I mm-hmm. never looked up. But it's like, eh, okay, whatever. Uh, and then finally, if you know, it was like a year and a half ago, they announced that they're coming out with Valkyria Chronicles 4. And it is a proper return to what the series has always been, which is a strategy RPG with some action elements. Mm-hmm. Uh, it combines a lot of genres all at the same time. It really does, yeah. It's a pretty unique blend of different. Yeah, things. It, there, there's some, there's some. Str- it's not a real time strategy game, but there is kind of a real time strategy element to it. But it's not real time. It's a turn based strategy. Is a better way to lo- approach yeah, it. It's like turn based strategy with like stealth and action elements thrown in. Yeah, it 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 definitely uh, it tries to cover all bases. Yeah. It actually works out pretty well doing it. Mm, yeah, for the series as a whole. So it is a return back to the original formula, which the second and third game did have that formula. It's just it didn't see as many eyes because it was on PSP. Uh-huh. I think those games would have done well if they were just on the standard console. Yeah. But at the time, Sega didn't, you know, feel those was important enough. And then I believe for the release of the PC version of uh, Valkyria, 
Chronicles, they also brought that out in the middle of the heat in the middle of November as well. Oh, they did. I know you were pissed like, about it. It was great. So, yeah, this game actually came out. It was developed by Sega CS3, published by Sega. It came out in Japan uh, back in March of 2018. It's been out for that long. It only just came out uh, in uh, for uh, U.S. here worldwide technically september 25th 2018 so it's only uh about what two weeks old at this point yeah pretty much let me take a look at the calendar yeah it's about two weeks old a little over two weeks old at this point i have been playing it as much as i can uh i am taking my time with it i think uh i don't know about kaz but dark god gets uh frustrated at some points with me when i'm playing it because with a strategy game like this i tend to sit there and stare at the screen for a while <laughs> it's true. And, and, and scroll back and forth between everybody and on I'm the just field like dude and... i'm going to bed in five minutes make something happen <laughs> i didn't find it too bad to be honest because you were explaining to me what you were doing the whole time yeah i i understand the concept and theory of valkyria enough to know the level of aggression that is needed but also the level of safety and security needed to maintain your squad alive because apparently a lot of people find this game to be very difficult which if you're a lot not of people familiar cannot with the... play strategy games that's why here's a, if you treat this like a call of duty you're gonna get wrecked yeah this is not call of duty tactical edition it's not gonna work that way uh i've played valkyria chronicles enough times the first game enough times to know how to team people up how to work a map and how to expect when they're going to throw curveballs at me. Yeah. Uh, so far I'm doing pretty well for my blind run. My first time through, I've gotten a lot of A's, A ranks on a lot of missions. I've got a couple of B's and only one C rank. Mm. Uh, and since that C rank, I've been getting mostly A's. I've really gotten yeah, fine tuned yeah. down to figure out what the game wants. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so far, like we're not going to get deep into the story, we had a conversation, the two of us had a, uh, Dark God and myself had a conversation about this the other day. That I'll save for the review. Yes, yes. Uh, what I'll say now here in the first look is that the cast is different. It is. Your squad, instead of squad seven for the first game, this is squad E. Uh, you're technically a part of the Federation army on the front lines invading the Empire to uh, for Operation Northern Cross in order to push back the Empire and what have you. And your squad is different. They're definitely nutcases. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't got, say. You got special ed squad E, or <laughs> I, but yet apparently they're good enough to finish the Ranger course, which me, leads me to believe that the bar is set pretty low. They, uh, You really need to hire a psychologist onto your squad. Yes, definitely. A lot of your guys, uh, they need to talk things out. Yes. <laughs> They've got some issues. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah, there's that. I'm not really going to go much further into the story other than to say that it's, it does have its, its merits. I am enjoying it. I'm curious to see where it goes. There's certain characters whom we've got theories about. Yeah. Uh, and we're intrigued to see where this goes, which is a good sign. It is. Uh, so in that aspect, it's good. It's not quite the same level of charm that Squad 7 had. It's true, Squad yeah. 7 yeah. in the first game had chemistry that just is, it's hard. For it to be the second best game ever put out on the PlayStation 3, like, that's a pretty high bar to try to meet. Uh-huh. And it's, on a story-level perspective, it's not there, but it's still really good. 
gameplay wise they've actually improved the game by a huge margin they've added a lot of different stuff to the game that and they've changed and tweaked a bunch of things uh, when you move your tank now it no longer takes two CP to move a tank it now only takes one CP command point in order to move your tank which is the same as any other foot soldier which that helps out a lot as well it you does, get to do yeah. more you get to be a little bit more uh, uh, liberal with the use of your tank you don't have to worry yeah. about it burning up as much command points I was gonna say especially with how damn slow and how much uh, AP they burn yeah the, mm. the thing that bothers me about the tanks in this game is the same as in the first one is that it's a tank it doesn't get tired but yet when you use it multiple times in your same turn it the movement bar the AP bar actually keeps reducing every time you use it the first time you use it it's got a full AP bar which for a tank is pretty short to begin with and then the next time you use it it's three quarters what it used to be and then the next oh, time maybe it's about it's a third uh, maybe it's not the tank maybe your dude's just you know he doesn't want to put his foot down for that long <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, it's a very heavy arm. accelerator. Your dude's arms are too stiff to move the controls. That's it. That must be it. It's very exhausting. But, yeah, so from a gameplay perspective, that is an improvement. I would like to have also have seen that, like, even if you have to, in by part, shorten the tank's AP bar even further to account for this, but give me my full AP bar every turn for a tank to move, I would be okay with that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> for uh, other aspects that they've changed... They have added a lot of things to this game that have uh, changed uh, dramatically the uh, the options that you have when you go into battle. It's the same, so like I said, turn it's a part action, part turn-based strategy kind of thing. Uh, they've added a new class of characters. The classes that they've always had were scout, scouts that uh, they can go out far and search and they can see far, but their, their weapons are more semi-automatic rifles, five-shotters at the beginning. Uh, and then their shock troopers... Uh, Assaulters, heavy, they're uh, not heavy machine gun, but they're submachine gun runners. They can't move as far, uh, but they can take a lot of damage. There's lancers. They, they have the uh, weird spear-looking thing that doubles as an RPG. Yeah. It's the weirdest-looking RPG you've ever seen. <laughs> it is. Uh, then there's snipers, pretty self-explanatory, low. They, they can't take much damage. They're long-range, single shot, and they can't move very far. Uh, from there, you have, what else is the, th engineers. There are engineers there. They can uh, They can uh, fix things like uh, barricades. They can down deconstruct and reconstruct barricades. They can deconstruct and reconstruct uh, sandbags to crouch behind for your teammate. They can repair your tanks. They can disarm mines. Uh, they can move. They can't move as far as a scout, but they uh, and they don't do as much damage as a scout. But they carry the same rifles as a scout. Mm -hmm. Can't they also uh, resupply? Yeah, they also resupply ammunition to all the classes that have consumable ammunition like snipers and lancers and also tanks as well. You just walk them up to the uh, the individual or tank in question and then there's this little like uh, you know, uh, military ammo can thing that pops up with a uh, with the same sound noise of reloading and then they 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 basically they're carrying that much more ammunition now or they, they resupplied everybody and also they can also carry three grenades whereas every other type of infantry only has one grenade mm -hmm. so there's those and i do believe those are all the normal classes if unless i'm completely losing my mind did i forget any because uh, i think that's all there was and in this game they've added the grenadier yes so they've added a new class called the grenadier and what this class basically is is also a very short movement bar a little bit longer than the sniper but not by much 
Uh, they're a very slow-moving class, of, and they have a very long setup time for when they want when you want to go into an aiming uh, sense with them. And what they're doing is they're carrying around a giant mortar cannon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very interesting way that this changes up the gameplay and what to expect when you're going when you're entering a map because the enemies have uh, grenadiers as well, and uh, so what you could do with the grenadier when they set their thing up, it takes a good. 10 seconds to set their mortar up and what you're doing is you're launching a mortar up in the air arcing and dropping grenades down on people's heads from a further distance than you normally be able to throw even with the scouts with their rifle grenades when you unlock those later on in the game uh this adds a whole new aspect of uh complication to how you play the game yeah there have been certain times when we've you know taken uh your main grenadier girl riley yeah riley we've set her up like you know behind a mountain or something and then we fired like over the mountain just blindly looking for people to shoot on yeah it's it they can't they can only shoot at things that they they can but if someone is hidden from their view they don't get as much damage if someone else on your team has spotted them you can try to uh search blindly around a mountainside or around a building to try to see where they are and it it can be a little frustrating but when you're in aiming mode no one's shooting at you so it's it's easier in that sense yeah I uh, like holy how it, shit uh, do they kick ass when you get your aim on. Oh, yes, God, yeah. Very good. Exceptionally good. I do like that. I, it, it, the addition of this is if I go back and replay Valkyrie at any time, it's going to feel weird not having them in there. That's how well they fit in. It's, yeah, it is. So from that aspect, it's actually really shocking mm-hmm. uh, how well that gels into it. And another thing that's also really awesome uh, that helps out immensely which later late game where i don't know if i'm saying late game but i'm in mid game and it's op is that at this point in time you now can uh, uh there's uh squad leaders in within your own squad or like team leaders is what they're called and it's everybody that has their own command point when you add them onto your when you're in when you add them into active battle for every turn you get an extra command point for every one of those you have on your team so or that you have active on your field uh, so there's no reason to never not have those people on because it's just more actions you can take in a single turn. Yeah. But even furthermore, at, at a later point, in like a, maybe a third of the way into the game, you unlock the ability for a team leader to then take once per turn. It can only happen once per turn, but you can take them, have them do a special purpose move where they can then take command of two other people. And then those other two said people are now on the team leader's uh, movement bar the ap bar so early on you don't have a scout with a uh with a with a that's a team leader later in the game you get one and then also at about the same time you unlock the ability to assign uh somebody the uh position of team leader it's uh whoever you've used a lot gets they they get their rank up and then whoever's corporal or higher can then uh, be assigned to be a team leader i assigned a scout and then uh, we also got another scout on our team that are all both team leaders. And what you do is now you can take things like snipers and lancers or a grenadier, and then you can use this one command point per turn and then go walk up to them and team up with them uh, with two other people plus the team leader. And then they're on with their short little AP bar. It doesn't matter. They're on the scouts uh, movement bar at that point in time. And then you can walk these people that can't normally go very far very far across the map yeah it's and really great dark i can imagine this. how op that'll be oh, oh it's, yeah it's legit it it's... is actually legit yeah you weren't at the, that stage when i left 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a, this, I just got this the other day, and it's just it was really interesting how this really is going to mix things up, where you can now take, like I said, snipers and lancers that don't normally cannot move across the map without using 20 command points to get them across the map. Or what I've been doing in past is what I'll do is I'll, I'll take a base and then capture the enemy base and then call in of the lancer or sniper so that they don't have to go nearly as far and cut down on the movement costs that way. Yeah. With this game, you can actually take once per turn and do a, uh, like I said, one of the team leaders and move these people across the map very far in a, in a single move, which is, uh, it can be OP if you know when to use it and, and what's the best instance to use it. I was going to say, a certain Riley could use that to her advantage. Oh, she does. Kai oh, yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say is- Kai. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's kind of strange is that Riley and, and uh, Kai and uh, Kaz, not Kaz, Raz. Raz. That's where I'm getting confused because we have Kaz, and in the game there's a character name who is Raz. Yes. How um, can you get confused between us two? Raz was a dude. Yeah. <laughs> Raz is actually Kongji. Yes, he is. Kongji yeah. from Persona 4. <laughs> this is like actually the same personality. It's mm. so funny. Uh, and those are the th- uh, three that you have that are your, you know, squad leaders at the time. But the problem is, is that those three, or you know, their team leaders, and they, they are, they're, they're the ones with the shortest AP bar, so you can't really go very far. It's not like I said till later in the game, mid game or so, when you get uh, a scout, and you can also you can then uh, assign another person a team leader spot, which I did a scout as well for that. Mm-hmm. So now I have two scout team leaders, and so I'll use those two to transport the shorter movements further across the map. And it really changes up the strategy of what you can do in this game. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Again, I don't know for a first look how much further into this I really should be getting. Probably not going too far. I'm not going to go much (laughs) further than this other than to say that I I am really loving this game is good. It is really great. It is the gameplay. If you played the first one, like I've been telling people for years to play the first one, then you already know what to expect. It's more of the great gameplay that is Valkyria Chronicles. This is definitely a proper sequel to Valkyria Chronicles. It is not a... Uh, uh, Dynasty Warriors? No, it's not a fan fiction. It's not yeah. a fan fiction. Fan this, fiction this, Dynasty Warriors? This, uh, this works very well. I like how this one's shaping up. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, the plot is different, but that's to be expected. And it's going interesting places. I'm not sure where this is going to end up. Yeah, There's there lots three, of wrenches being thrown. There are three characters in particular that we are very interested in learning more about. Mm. Because uh, we have some theories about them for different reasons. Oh, God. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how that shapes up. More often than not, I'm not going to be able to really talk about that here on this podcast yeah, due to yeah. spoiler reasons. Yeah. But we'll... Uh, We'll at least let you know if we get to that point where we'll be like, yeah, we were right, or nope, actually, we were wrong. They pulled a fast one. <laughs> I don't know how uh, they're going to run this one. It's going to be interesting, nonetheless. I know the next mission that I'm... Uh, here's another thing. A lot of the missions in this game are really long. Yeah, they are. Some yeah. of these maps are big compared I mean, to, the first to be one. fair, though, I think you make them longer than they need to be. Because <laughs> the actual <laughs> missions are completed in, like, three turns, but you sit there and take three hours on them. Yeah. Well, Even I gotta... when he just goes for it, though, which I've witnessed, it still takes two plus hours to do some of the maps. Again, though, if you look at the actual turn count, it's only, like, two or three turns. Yeah, but the when time. you think the turns, if you've got more than ten CP per turn... 
it's still gonna take a while. Yeah. Yeah, because I gotta, I gotta, you know, when you first start a map, you don't know where everybody is on the map, and mm-hmm. you gotta plan out, and you gotta feel it out. You gotta look at the map, and most times we can kind of gauge where people probably are, though, because like, yeah. all of a sudden you'll see like this little alcove off to the side, and it's like, okay, there's probably a tank there, or there's probably a dude there. And like all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a ridge up here. There's probably a sniper up there. Well, what really, what really will the curveball with me, and it's what happened was the only map that I got to see on was this: is that when you get halfway into a map and all of a sudden something changes and they switch about and then you're positioned wrong and you got to yeah, chase yeah, the yeah. eight ball around the corner as you try to switch up your tactics mid map. That's the only reason I got to see true, on yeah. that map. If I knew what was coming, I could have prepared and just crushed that map. I mean, you can go back. There's and a do lot just of that. yeah. You can redo maps after the fact. Uh, it's just a lot of uh, rookie traps that this game will first come in, which is where I think a lot of people seem to believe that this game is hard. It's not difficult when you know what to expect with the game, and given the fact that I've played the first game so much, I, I I'm you know familiar with how it's gonna play itself out. I'm always questioning when they're gonna try to pull a fast one on me so yeah we can usually tell when something's gonna happen if something's like too easy or like mm. if a battlefield is too empty it's like no 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 no. what's about to go down yes and another thing that i'll notice is that this map in question that i'll say about it is that it's usually some visual cues that'll let you know that they're hiding something because the map in question was they had the plan was we're going to go up one line is going to go up the center and the other one is going to go around the right hand side and there's an option to go to the left but no arrow to go to the left go to the left because there's obviously something there that you should either be preparing for or uh you know doing over there because uh, that's the kind of thing that they love to do. They love to give you something new and shiny and go, oh, look over here. And then you're supposed to go the other direction and not use the new shiny thing. They did that a couple times in VC1. But, yeah, again, I'm loving it. It's really good so far. Uh, yeah, that's a first look. Well, I Nathan, I'm interested in getting it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Dark God has a Wii, by the way. I have a floof. Fluffy cat. Hey, Fluffy. Hey, baby girl. Yeah, I believe we should uh, move on off and get to the final thoughts because it's getting real humid in this room. It is, definitely. We're probably going to have to turn your AC on when we mm. move into your room. We'll figure it out when we get out of this room. Uh, final thoughts? Okay, final thoughts. Who's got what? Uh, Marie. <laughs> Marie loved Kaz. <laughs> yes. I miss Cuddle in it. That fluffy girl. Yeah, that she cat was is all so unbelievably cuddly. She is. She's a good girl. Yeah. Um. I don't know what we're doing tonight. We're we gonna YouTube. I think is what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bunch of uh, Jacksepticeye videos I want to show you. Nice. Between uh, his playthrough of Transference and his playthrough of uh, Visage. Which transference is two videos, massage is three. Yeah, I uh, I'm aware of both of these games. They sound interesting. Yeah, I definitely want to show you both of them. They're really really good. Uh, uh, for myself, I don't really know what else other than the fact that this morning I fired up American Truck Simulator for the first time in a very very long time. Uh, updated a bunch of mods and then uh, after I only had to restart the game once, as a matter of fact, for uh, and it wasn't even a mod issue that caused it. My controller didn't want to transpond to the game. 
oddly enough, I had to exit the game out and restart it again for it to recognize that, oh, hey, there's an Xbox controller here, too. But other than that, it was uh, I updated it, and they've added a lot of stuff to that game. Nice. They've added you can now buy your own trailer to go with uh, your own truck, and you could. It's a whole other cargo market that you need a trailer for. They don't supply the trailer or something. Like that. It's very interesting. They've added a lot to it. There's uh, the DLC upcoming for that is going to be for Oregon. I need to get New Mexico. Uh, it's like twelve bucks to get New Mexico DLC. Uh, and then outside of that, I'm looking forward to Farming Simulator 19. I've already purchased, and it's coming out at the end of November. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I'm also now looking, eyeballing at that. I'm I, Once again, I'm looking and eyeballing at that farming sim controller from Logitech. The, yeah. The steering wheel and the button joystick combo thingy that looks oh, really no. awesome. And, mm. and, uh, and then mm. also oh, no. possibly, possibly on the docket as well is uh, Super Mario Party. Yeah, that's not me, though. Yeah, I know. It's very tempting. Like, I don't know how much we would actually be playing it, but it looks really, really good so far. Probably well, I think a we lot definitely... less than you realize. <laughs> the, uh, we definitely played when we first got it, check it out, really, yeah, big yeah. time. Cause it's, it, and plus, it's one of those games that you could pick back up in a year or two Any and point still time, yeah. fire it in and go to town. It's just like Monopoly. We've got the board game right behind us over here, and it's like... Oh, yeah, Monopoly's fun. So, yeah. That works. That does. Kaz, any final thoughts? It's nearly 2 a.m. and I'm wide awake. <laughs> it sounds like you have yourself what could be described as a situation. Mm. Yeah, Perhaps I'd should... like to call it extended jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should take this time and play some Valkyria Chronicles. Yes. Oh, if I could afford to, I would. You could. You need to get both the remastered and the VC4. Yes, definitely. Seriously, after playing it with you over there, I'm legit tempted to buy it. Go for it. It's, uh, the first game is really, really good, and you've seen how good the fourth game is, too. Yeah. The the first game is not short. It, I think, is like 20 to 25 hours long, give or take. Um, there's It's less refined than this one, obviously, but it's not. Yeah. It, it's, it's The story is the infinitely story is better. The story is infinitely better. It's it really so good. Is. The first squad has so much personality to it. Uh, and I can also tell you who the best char- best people to use are in there. Yeah. Um, Remember that one time that you fired up a new game and somehow managed to get all of your favorites on the yeah, like your starting squad? The starting squad. It was like, oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be bad. <laughs> that was my YouTube playthrough of it that I never finished. Yeah. I remember that you were freaking out because you got all of the best people on your starting squad. It was like, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, and then, like I said, the Valkyrie Chronicles 4, the story that I'm being told is that the campaign's about 60 hours long with at least 100 hours of side content. Yeah. Um, I'm taking longer than that estimate. So even though I'm at about 43, 44 hours, um, I might, I might estimate I'm only about halfway through the game. So it's definitely got a lot of content between the two of them. They, there is a lot of content to be had with those the yeah. price tags that then associate with them. The VC4, mm-hmm. the new one, $60. There is a lot of content for that. So yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it from I a can't content. I affording that at the moment. Yeah. And then, like I said, VC Remastered is, uh, that's pro- I think it's down like $20 at this point. You should also check it out for PC. It's on, it's on, it's out for PC, and then it's out for PS4 is the remastered mm-hmm. one. Yeah, yeah I'd probably uh... get it on here because this has got more juice than the PS4 mm-hmm. does. Yeah, a friend of mine and Kaz's has already finished the game, and she said there's a lot of endgame content as well, you know, post-credits content. 
So it definitely sounds like it's pretty lengthy. They packed a lot of good stuff into this one. Definitely. Um, for the anime front, we really haven't been watching much of anything the last two weeks. Uh, full Metal, that's about it. It's not even that many episodes not worth. Not even it's, that many episodes like worth, but yeah. Six episodes maybe at the most, yeah. which is not much for us. Uh, we need to get back to that, and we also I need to get back to um, Darling in the Franks. Yeah, you do. Because I'm right before that point where everything goes sideways, according <laughs> to the internet. Yeah. I'm interested to see where that goes. And then we've got a lot of other stuff to get to as the backlog piles on, because here comes the fall season. I know. This year has been so good for anime. You know, the, uh, oh, the best speaking of... speaking of anime, mm-hmm. I found out something interesting. Remember when I said to you guys I may have to get another DVD player just to reset the region? Oh, yeah. My uh, portable DVD player is region unlocked. Hey, there you go. Because nice. I fired in the first two volumes of Sailor Moon Crystal... Just to see if they'd pick up on the computer, boot Media Player Classic, because I don't have any fancy DVD programs. It loaded on the first attempt, three three out of the four discs that are in that box set. I've not tried the fourth yet. Nice. That works. Uh, and then the only others I need to try are uh, Season 3. Mm-hmm. Very good. So, yes, they work a charm. That's awesome. Yeah, it I'm rather is. happy. <laughs> One could hope. I don't think there's much else. I actually forget what the other thing I was going to say was. I was drawing a blank on that now. Yeah. Not sure. That's about how the level of importance that it is. Other than, like <laughs> I said, we need to get back to anime. We need to watch more. Um, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. Uh, this year, everybody's, like, between all the U- anime YouTubers and the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, the best of lists for this year is going to be fire oh yeah there will be be good battle lines will be drawn because uh (laughs) there's more than one that uh already before we even get to fall with a couple of promising contenders in fall it was exceptionally good year for anime it was it was a fantastic year for anime so yeah i do believe that's all we have left unless you do you have anything not really i mean i can't even say food because we ate before the show nice uh for once (laughs) it happens occasionally kaz final thoughts Meh. Meh. Okay. Uh, Our next show should be in about two weeks. That'll put the recording date at October 25th. Uh, That is the show that I'm going to be... It's going to be a forum show, and I'm also concerned as to when I'll be able to upload that show because being that this is the second week in October and our upload thing for the month is already almost half full at this point. Which you can blame the boss man for. So, yeah. (laughs) This show is getting posted. That's going up pretty soon. That's uh, It all depends on when I can edit and get it up. Probably set by Saturday morning at the latest, I would hope. Uh, and uh, disasters pending, as always. And like I said, next show is in two weeks. And I don't believe there's anything else. So, yeah, until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later. Bye now. <laughs>